0: Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at SmalleyInstitute.com. don't know how today is gonna to go because today Seth Johnson is taking over Smalley Marriage Radio. So everything we talk about is something he either wanted and then he got. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley along with the co-host
1: Seth Johnson who just might be the host today. Yeah
0: that's true. <laughs> Should we do that all over again?
1: I don't I don't think our listeners want to be subjected to that. <laughs> no, they don't. We already subjected them to enough. So when I asked you,
0: you know, did you want to take over the show today? Of course, you leapt at the opportunity with great excitement.
1: Mm-hmm. And by leapt, you mean like found a hole and tried to crawl in and say exactly. no. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. And then when you finally came up with the topic, because mm-hmm. uh, we have a big surprise at the end. So, this is what you would call salting. (laughs) Right. And so, we're not going to tell you yet, but it's why I've given Seth the show today. And of course, only you would come up with this topic.
1: I thought, man, it's something that we haven't really discussed. No, that you have to go through with relationships throughout your life. You do. And I just, yeah, I just thought it was a good time. Only you.
0: And so what'll be great is
1: you guys are going to have to listen to the
0: whole show to understand what's a good word that would best describe this, like the ironic or the sarcastic nature of the show yeah. topic you chose.
1: Yeah. I, the I, Yeah, I don't know if it's actually ironic or not. I, feel, I know. I, just, I feel like ever since I learned it, Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic, yeah. wasn't actually... Using that properly. Right. I'm, I second guess every time I say something's ironic. I'm like, wait, is it, is it not? Maybe
0: it isn't. So today we are going, well, no, you introduced the topic.
1: Yeah. Today we're going to talk about ending well relationships. Yes. And, and when there's certain relationships in your life that they need to come to a close or at least change in a major way. And so we're going to talk about how you go about. Uh, finishing well and and not being dishonoring um, to the other person or yourself.
0: And and in psychology, we call that having good closure. Closure. Yeah, you need good closure. So you're taught to do that with clients that you've been meeting with for a while. But I think what's sad is in a lot of relationships, I, I don't know, do most of them not have good closure or end well? Many of them seem like they don't end well at all.
1: Yeah, I would say most do not end with specified closure. Oftentimes, sure. I f- I feel like it's almost um, like the sliding versus deciding right. of like instead of actually I'm going to make a decision to end this, I'm like I'm just going to stop calling, see what happens, and not do anything, and see if it dies on its own. Yeah, because I don't want to have that confrontation.
0: And we at Smallie Marriage Radio would not endorse it. Mm-mm. We endorse ending well, having healthy closure. You know that was one of the actually, golly, man! You're bringing up all sorts of issues. Yeah, because I just realized, oh, I did good closure. I felt like I did really good closure with my father. Yeah. So if 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 you're a first time listener to the show, uh, my wife and I took care of my dad for a, sheesh, over a year and a half as he died, mm-hmm. and graduated onto heaven March of 2016. And so you know when it when he went on home hospice, I realized. Well, obviously, I already knew because he was withering away in front of me. Right, but I, you know, like hospice made it real, mm-hmm. and and you know, I've laughed and we've talked about this story before, but you know, he was ready to go. He was he wasn't in pain, which was a blessing. Yeah, but he was definitely done. So mm-hmm. when I had the conversation about hospice, he's like, yeah and i probably shouldn't even get into the details cuz i can't really get into the whole story and it'll just end up sounding horrible and inappropriate <laughs>
1: right you need you need the full story so it does and, not sound horrible and we can't do
0: that today but the point is i when i left so i started going for closure i mean well before he was ready to you know cuz they stopped talking at some point and mm-hmm. you know it it goes from there very quickly And, but I remember pretty much the week of his death, I had to leave on a Wednesday. He was still talking, Mm -hmm. still coherent. I mean, he was slowing down, but, and I knew, all right, this is probably the last conversation I'll have with my father because I had to go do an event. It was looking imminent. And so I went into his room and said, hey, you know, this could be our last conversation. So, Mm Do we need to talk about anything? Is there anything we need to say or do? And what one of the really cool things is we both realized there really wasn't anything undone. So that was awesome.
1: Yeah. That's and neither great. of us had to go, "Hey,
0: would you forgive me for that horrible thing I did for 12 years?"
1: Which I would say is not the norm. I'd yeah, say
0: most sadly. Yeah. And so there wasn't anything there and I go, "Are there any other words of wisdom or anything?" And if you remember, he thought about it for a long time. <laughs> I thought, "Ooh, all right, I'm going to get a nugget." Yeah, here it is. And then my dad spoke his last words to me were, you need a new truck. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Literally the last thing my father ever said is,
1: you need a new truck.
0: But did you, did you take those words to heart? Yes, because I have a new truck. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is, and what was so great about those last words is he was being funny. He was being sarcastic because he'd given me yeah. flack because I had a, not a bad truck. No, not at all. But it was a little beaten down and... You know, the engine wasn't quite doing what it was supposed to do. It was making
1: a weird metallic knocking yeah. sound. So
0: every time he got in it, he's like, You really need a new truck. And I'm like, Okay, you gotta stop harassing me. So it was a funny sarcastic closing. Yeah, which is your dad. Yeah, totally. And then, as you know, many more things happened.
1: Yeah. That were also my dad. <laughs> Perfect. So So that's fantastic closure. Yeah, that was good closure. That you're having on that particular uh you know child-to-parent relationship. Yes. But then we need closure on whether it's dating relationships yeah. that end, um, friendships that, and maybe it's not a negative thing, but you're moving away, so you need yeah. to have some sort of uh, closure. Though it is easier nowadays to still stay in pretty good touch. It is. Um, but, but no, I agree with it you. It still changes. You do.
0: Well, and because and, here's the problem with closure or, or good or healthy endings are uh, most people avoid it. Yeah. So most people shut down, and they don't want to deal with the awkward feelings. They don't want to deal with the emotions. Mm-hmm. They're sad, maybe that they're moving, or they're sad. Oh, my father was, you know, passing away, and so you just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to think about it, and that's a huge mistake people make. Yeah, because you're just bottling it up. You're, and when you bottle things up, it 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 infects you. It mm-hmm. grows, and it'll. It'll create dysfunctions and problems and issues for you. And you don't ever want to bottle things up. Now, obviously I'm not saying like explode and escalate and that right. we're not talking about that. What we're saying is you you don't want to go into denial. You don't want to <laughs> stick your head in the sand and go, Well, this will just all go away. Like sometimes my mother was really funny. She will not say goodbye.
1: Really? Like ever. No. I don't think I've ever noticed this. Yeah.
0: No, she does it. She does not go, "Okay, well, will goodbye." Why is that? She has issues with closure.
1: It's too final. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. And and it's unfortunate because I think you miss out on the fullness
1: of life when you don't have healthy closure. Yeah, so then then that begs the question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of how do we end well? How do you have good closure? Well, I found a quote
0: here from the Allender Center. I don't even know what that is, but it was pretty good.
1: (laughs) We're just just finding stuff on the interwebs. I'm not even going to put a link. (laughs) I'm glad you put so so much little effort into my show, the show I have. I
0: think I put as much effort as you did coming up with the topic. Touche. So what's the quote? All right. So ending well means intentionally setting aside time for reflection and acknowledgement, time to name the cost. The enormity of the work and everything that has gone into it, and name the moments of grace and beauty that helped carry us through. Wow, that was kind of deep. Yeah, that's actually much much heavier than I was expecting. No, but what I liked about it, and what was the reflection, not only the memories but also the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And you can acknowledge the good and the bad, and you know it's not. And I've said this before in the show. You know, I'm one of those eternal optimists, right? And really avoided the negative side of the emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to be mad. I didn't want to be sad. And it was my supervisor, Dr. Kena Peak, who really challenged me in that area. Going, Michael, how do you really know joy mm-hmm. if you don't ever ex- allow yourself to feel sorrow? Yeah. And that was big for me because it does. It It creates a more full and rich life when you embrace it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So,
1: yeah. You're doing something there. Well, I'm just I'm realizing that I didn't need a distraction in front of me.
0: Oh, yes. that I
1: was putting away <laughs> so I could give my full attention but you you caught me in the moment of my t- attention not being on you to get rid of this distraction. Yes, I did. It was there. It's forgiven. So what it, what is great actually about this this quote as well um is that it was talking about reflecting on on what's going on. So let's say it's a, a romantic relationship. Um, so, in taking this time to to reflect and not just remember the the horrible reasons of yeah, or not necessarily horrible, but
0: just like well, the, but the negative, <laughs> the
1: negative reasons of why you're not seeing together. Um, but uh, but also realize, okay, these are like these are maybe some good things that I learned. Maybe the, um, the experiences themselves weren't pleasurable, but you learned something from it. So reflecting during that um in like so was the whole your dad it was a treasure hunting trial so that's yeah. what you're doing right there is in that reflection you are.
0: and i want to encourage people as well that, that you know because it, it, it's it's sad because it's, and especially for ending a relationship whether it's dating marriage i don't know friendship whatever mm-hmm. what happens many times is something negative happens right and then we want to now we want to go back and rewrite history we want to right. now look back over the relationship. Everything was bad. Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah, those good things that happened were fake. Right. Or they this weren't real. That wasn't you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this is who you really are. And, and I guess I just want to say, everyone, take a deep breath. Relax. Everybody has good and bad. Right. Nobody is free from that. And really, you should be super understanding with others because you have your skeletons.
1: I mean, I don't know. Maybe Seth doesn't. Well, I do Shauna doesn't Shauna's sure. perfect, yeah,
0: so we all have the skeletons, things that we're ashamed of, bad things that we did. It doesn't mean you know I've had several really difficult conversations with people that had been discovered on a, like uh affairs mm-hmm. and what was and it was weird because it kind of within days of each other, they reached out to me. And I mean, not like they weren't together or anything, but just like two separate right. okay. situations within days. Yeah. And within days, I got to remind them. And it was, and, and in both cases, it was the person who had been committing the affair. Okay. Wow. And on both cases, I got to tell them. And I was, I don't know, I, I, maybe the Holy Spirit gave this to me. But before I hung up, I said, Hey, I want to make sure and remind you of a very important fact. And they're like, Okay, Jesus loves you so much that he knew you were going to do what you did. He knew it. Yeah. And he still died for you. So if you get get goosebumps, if you have any other thoughts than Jesus loves me and died for me and I am saved by his grace, it's a lie. Yeah. And they just, I mean, we're talking like guttural sobbing over the phone. Yeah. Because people... They make mistakes, and we do dumb, horrible things, and then it's like we want to define it that way. That's who I am now, and it's not true.
1: Yeah, we're gonna live in that condemnation. You
0: made no, you made a mistake, and you're gonna suffer consequences mm-hmm. for it. And I'm sorry, but th- that doesn't change. Obviously, you need to run back to Christ, right? And you yeah. can't just go, "Oh, yay, I can keep messing up." But it's the the truth is. I mean that that was like a powerful reality for me to really think that through that. Jesus already knew what I was gonna do and screw up in my life and he still did it. Mm-hmm. He still that's grace to me. That's like been one of the bigger insights for me recently on grace is wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he knew this and still went through the suffering of the cross.
1: For sure. So then now so we we've had this time that we we know that okay, we have this reflection. We've had this understanding of in this relationship that we've gone through that, that needs to come to an end or change drastically. We've had the good and the bad. Um, we realize we can't avoid the conversation or the change. It, it Don't. Right. Yeah. You You're gonna want to, to but right. don't. Yeah. Um, so then how how do you how do you have that conversation, that that actual conversation? I mean, I think, and you know, I wrote here
0: in our notes, you gotta embrace the awkwardness. Yeah. And so it is awkward, it's uncomfortable.
1: God, it's so awkward. It's so weird.
0: Just... <laughs> yeah, it is. We've all been there. We have, and it's like this isn't going to keep From going.
1: Junior high, or to it's adulthood. even
0: hurtful if it's a if it's a dating. Relationship. I you know I go back to my freshman year at Baylor University. Was dating a young lady nine months. This was mm-hmm. like serious for me, and you know she made out with one of my best friends. So we met in the parking lot by my dorm, and it was storming, and like a huge Texas thunderstorm was mm-hmm. just crackling and and it's you know she's crying and saying I'm so sorry and you know I won't do that again and I'm sitting there going and where I was proud because I tend to be the avoider right but it was it was so ingrained that I knew hey if you can't stay loyal while we're dating
1: yeah I don't want to <laughs>
0: deal with the stress of maybe marrying you in three or four years mm-hmm. and then being worried about I wonder if she's being faithful and so I really stuck to my guns on that one I wasn't cruel I wasn't Shaming her, at least I don't remember that. Maybe she would tell a different story. <laughs> right. But what I remember is saying, no, we're not going to, I'm so sorry, but this is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you need to be honest. You need to be kind, obviously. yeah. Like what would have been wrong would be for me to call her names and mm-hmm. you know say bad things and, and then say, we're over. We? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go down the road of shame and condemnation. But it does, especially in a relationship, a dating relationship, it, it needs to be final. I think where a lot of dating people yeah. mess up in the Christian world in particular is they feel so bad. They don't want to feel bad. I guess what I'm saying is embrace that. It, it stinks. Right. It hurts, and you fun. are hurting someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's okay. I mean, it, it's not okay. Again, obviously, if you're doing shame and condemnation, then you should be in trouble. But it's, it's also okay that, the, hey, the relationship isn't going to go on, and that's okay, and it's okay that they're sad.
1: Yeah, the healthier thing is to end it.
0: And to try to make yourself feel better. What do people do? We can still we be, be friends. friends. Oh. Yeah, no.
1: Or maybe in the future, I just need a break. Because all that does, especially if it's like kind of a one-sided thing, is it gives the other person hope.
0: It does, and it's cruel, mm-hmm. and I say selfish because you're only saying those words to help yourself. Right, yeah. You're trying to make yourself feel better because maybe this isn't going to be as hurtful if I say this. But the truth is you've just made it infinitely more hurtful. Mm -hmm. So you got it. That was one of the things when I broke up with a young lady that I dated for. It's a hard one. (laughs) I dated her for four months. Okay. Maybe longer. Could have been even six months. (laughs)
1: Let's stick with four.
0: Never wanted to date her. What? Yeah. Wait, how did? (laughs) I know. That is how bad of an avoider I was. Yeah. Wait,
1: how did you even initially go out? She is
0: precious. So I do not want this to be received anyway. Obviously, I'm not going to give her name. I almost did. Yeah. (laughs) She's wonderful, very sweet, very loving. Yeah. But she was eight years older than me. It was a camp romance. Okay. And, but the problem is, I
1: am a very friendly guy. Yeah. And so, so what. You being friendly comes across as flirting. Yes. I, yeah, I get that. And so I'm like, oh, hey, we all need to go on a night out. Like, there
0: were 15 people in this group. Yeah, She like, was sure. one of the 15. Totally. The next day, she's like, hey, could you meet me at the pool? I'm like, oh. I mean, I knew her. I'd known her for a couple of years. Sure, she's one of my sister's friends. who's <laughs> seven years older than <laughs> I am. So I met her at the pool. She goes, hey, there's listen. There's nothing wrong with
1: uh, dating your sister's friends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, wow. That was perfect. Because we were listening audience. I married my sister's best friend.
0: Yes, you did. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> or is she? No, she's yeah, perfect. It would yeah. be you. So point is, we meet at the pool. I don't know why I'm meeting her at the pool. Yeah, she's like, hey, listen, if we're gonna go on a date, I need to ask a few. And I went in my brain, <laughs> I went a date, and uh-huh. I'm I'm going. I don't remember ever asking her on a date because I'm so pathetically passive. I couldn't tell her I didn't actually ask you. I'm so sorry. I meant like I meant all of us. You're right. wonderful, but I mean you're. A lot older than I am. And I just, that I was 19. She was
1: 27. 27. Yeah. Days. Wow. And so I'm just. But apparently she was willing. So, hey, well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going, oh no.
0: So I don't say anything. And now I know I'm on a date. And then she's like, I want to marry you very quickly. And it, I mean, it escalated so fast. I couldn't tell her I didn't want to be going out. Then and I it- ended up dating her for. F- I drove her. I drove her to her college wherever she was going to school. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah. (laughs) We got to work on that. I
0: had to stay at her parents' homes who were wealthy people. And they judged me so hard because I came down in the morning. Praise God I put a shirt on. Because in those days I was ripped and Mm -hmm. had a very nice body. So I never wore clothes except for, like, shorts (laughs) or boxers. Yeah. And I got up and I thought, ooh, I probably shouldn't go downstairs without a shirt. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens. Because yeah. I got down there, I got ridiculed for not having socks and shoes on. What? I know. So these were not my people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they definitely were not. Upper your class people. people. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so what's sad is I dragged that on forever. And then my brother, right. it was my brother who finally said, dude, you have to do the right thing, man. This is not okay. This so is he very, knew that oh, you. Oh, yeah, you knew. And so he's like, this is dishonoring. And and when you use that word in my family, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's a big deal. No bueno. And so when I called her, he said, You're gonna call her, because we were in two different universities. You gotta call her. And then when you're hang up the phone, just tell her, I am so sorry this isn't gonna happen. Break it off. And then you call me immediately. Because he knew what I would do. Once I heard hear her crying, mm-hmm. once I think about it for Thirty seconds. I'm gonna call back and go. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. I feel so bad. And so I did. I broke it off. I called him. He's like, he kept me on the phone for probably three hours, <laughs> just to make and he's sure like, you're not calling her. You need to give her a time to break it off. Yeah, because it's it's cruel to drag people along. Wow, it so, really is.
1: So, there, and there's times you know outside of maybe like the the dating or maybe even with dating that. When you are ending things, you need to set up healthy boundaries with yeah, them you need to cut it off right like, like, like so so let's say um so maybe it's just a, a friendship that you realize that like, hey, this isn't the healthiest thing for like this friendship how it is right now sure um what are what are boundaries in a relationship, like a friendship relationship that well, you would put up,
0: and are you saying like a guy girl friendship or a... yeah, okay. So were you dating or just friends? I would say just just friends. Oh. Well, okay, because what can happen there oftentimes is when you're just friends, when one of you, and this is what I try to explain to people all the time, God created us to, to pursue each other and to be married and to procreate. I mean, like, everything in us wants to, I mean, 97% of Americans still get married, at least right. once. Okay, so we're all drip. We're kind of geared that way. Mm-hmm. I know things are changing, but still the vast majority of people get married. And and so what's hard about male-female friendships is typically it doesn't stay that way for both. At yeah. some point, somebody starts to fall in love. And so if you notice that, then really, honestly, the it, it's almost the same boundaries as you would if you'd been dating. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't have
1: any more sleepovers. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Probably shouldn't just like cuddle and randomly make out as friends. No,
0: (laughs) definitely not. And and but because the point is, and really the conversation would be like, hey, it feels like you're wanting something more from our friendship than I'm wanting. Yeah, and and I'm really sorry about that, but I think I think this friendship needs to be over. I mean, because I don't want to mislead you. And I'm telling you, they might even beg. And, "Oh yeah. no, no, I'll be fine. And no, 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 you don't have to. But they're just holding on at that point.
1: So what if it is just uh, some, like a friend of the same sex that you just realize like, hey, like this person maybe is just, they're, they're a bad influence. They're actually pushing me um, away from God instead of in into a relationship with them. I
0: would say it depends on the level of intimacy in that friendship. Okay. So... I had somebody at a church once, a dude, who kind of pursued a friendship with me. Mm-hmm. And as I kind of I got to, you know, I was like, yeah, no, no, no. I didn't I, I didn't feel like a good influence. And it just felt negative and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, no, man, I didn't know this guy. I'm not going to sit down and have a long conversation. And so with that scenario, when it's a little more shallow, mm-hmm. Then I think it's really just a no, hey, do you want to come over? Hey ma'am, sorry, I can't. And it does kind of just fizzle out. Yeah. Uh I think if it's you know, if it's a friend and I know like an established friendship. Yeah, and I won't call you out in, in terms of I know you've had some of these conversations before. Mm-hmm. But if it's a friend that you you have a close friendship, intimacy with, and they're now living a life, I would I would want to not again judge or condemn. But I I would say hey well, you know what I would uh, well let's not name a real friend okay just so because that would be weird in terms of my example but say Steve Steve so I don't actually think I have a Steve as like a best friend I would know right immediately <laughs> I would hope I have so. to think of that <laughs> <laughs> that's how stupid I am about a, I I don't want to hurt any guys named Steve that I know when you when that's this show like, airs hey, Woody, Steve's Woody. gonna be like what and he's gonna what? call you. And be like, so let's say I'm really like, you know, like Casey and I, you have a mutual, mm-hmm. we have a mutual in Casey. So let's say like Steve is as close as I am with Casey and I've yep. traveled the world. And, and if Steve starts having an affair
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, and he lets me know about it, or I find out and I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, Hey man, relax. Don't worry about it. You got to be able to have a little fun, you know, whatever. Right. Again, I'd probably never would have been friends with a guy that would go there, but let's just say things change in his life. And because I think this is such an important conversation because with that, I would absolutely take Steve out to dinner and I go, hey, under no circumstances, am I OK with you cheating on, you know, Claire yeah. and good old Stephen. We should Claire. have gone with Phil and Claire from the modern family. So I'm not OK, man. And and so I'm asking you to do the right thing. And if he's you know hell bent to not Mm -hmm. do that, then I will in that dinner go look. I'm just going to have to ask. I I I cannot maintain this friendship, and so I don't want any part of this. And you need to. I I will continue praying for you, but in terms of whatever, if there were regular things we did with each other and blah 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 blah, that's over, because I'm not going to do this, man. I'm not going to. Or if they start selling drugs, you know what I mean, right? Because it matters who you surround yourself with.
1: Yeah, most most definitely. I mean, you've, and that's something that that never changes throughout life. I think we always talk about and think about like our kids and youth in particular. Like, hey, well, watch you, watch your friends in school who you're hanging out with. But it that doesn't change as you grow no. older and as like your uh, business it partners becomes even more
0: important.
1: Yeah, like who you, you spend time with, the office guys. Like, how are they influencing your decisions? During the day, yeah. and are they pushing you more into Christ or away? I know.
0: And you got to cut the ones that are not, you know, again, it doesn't mean you don't witness to people and share with people and try to bring, but it, man, you just don't want to have intimate friendships with people that don't want to pursue Christ. Yeah. And it could be, man, you're married. I mean, I one time had to have a conversation with, you know, we were really good friends with another couple. And, you know, at one point, you know, it was, it, I won't give details because if someone ever listened to it, but uh, you know, Amy was working and I was at home, mm-hmm. and so it ended up a lot where I'd be with the the wife, right, and our kids all together. We'd mm-hmm. be playing at a park or doing whatever. It didn't seem like inappropriate or a big deal until the day that we were at a this little fast food thing with all the kids, and she's—I didn't know that they were going through trouble of their marriage, mm-hmm. and the, all of them, you know. She, she looks at me and just in this moment goes, Man, I wish my husband was more like you. Yeah. And I immediately went, Okay, this is not good. Right. And so I ended up having a conversation later because I went to Amy and said, Hey, I want to, you know, it was said. And she's like, Okay, thank you. I mean, it's not like nothing happened. Right. But I knew uh, something could. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going, Hey, and putting a boundary of, I just think we need to. Hang out as couples and as families, and not just the two of us alone, because mm-hmm. it
1: you know it's not
0: going to be appropriate.
1: Yeah, and when you when you're making these statements um, and having these conversations about about closure, um, you need to be be truthful for the yeah. with the reasons um, and not know, sugarcoat. But also you're saying things with love. Yeah, you
0: want to be kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just don't lie. I mean, don't you know? Don't go. Well, it's I'm moving. And you're not moving, <laughs> right? And then they see you at the Starbucks. they are like, "Hey, oh,
1: uh, I'm back," right? It, it's not going to, that's not going to end well. Yeah,
0: well, and I can even think of for people who maybe run their own businesses, or maybe you're a pastor. And you know, I, I was at a situation at a church that I was helping as their interim, and I had to do a lot of firings. Mm-hmm. And I, I did the same principle. I did not beat around the bush. You know, I I, mean, I had to fire a lot of people. It was way overstaffed brutal. Hard. Yeah. I think I'd fired two people in my life, and then all of a sudden it was like 15. Ha and ha. so I realized, though, to be respectful to them, mm-hmm. I need, you know, because what will happen, they come in the office, hey, what's going on? How's this going? Hey, alright, whoa, and and then you finally like, hey, it's not gonna... Right? And you just kind of mumble it out and...
1: <laughs> I was really having a hard time following all of your grunts mumble. and jeers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And and so what I realized is I need to when they came in I, I just started hey this is not going to be an easy meeting, just so yep. they knew like hey this isn't like fun mm-hmm. time, and then I just come out look unfortunately we're not going to be able to keep you on and I am so sorry but you know and I think whatever the terms were you know you have thirty days and but I want you to know it's okay if you just want to leave now mm-hmm. you will still pay you the thirty days uh, and it's just better to be forthright.
1: Yeah. One of my pet peeves, and I saw a lot of it just growing up in the church, is actually when um, staff at a church are either let go or leave. It's generally when they're let go, but then the leadership of the church tells the congregation something different. Exactly. Of, like... Because in reality, they were let go because of difference of ministry, philosophy, whatever. But then from the pulpit, they'll say, well, we just want to bless them as they go off. And they decide to venture on another yeah. ministry. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's such crud. And I usually, in those circumstances with churches, if pastors are listening,
0: I, frankly, when people do get fired, I, and maybe this is not legal or something, but I've always <laughs> handled it, you, the, the church body doesn't. They don't deserve, they don't deserve to hear the specifics of someone who's firing. I've yep. never liked that. I've never liked when they parade someone up front. Yeah, there's no need for that. Tell them all here's all well, but that happens, especially if there's been an emotional affair or a physical affair or whatever, and they, they make them do this. I mean, I know that in scripture it says you need know, to confess and all that, but Johnny, we've so perverted that and we've turned it into it's really just gossip
1: at right. that point. It's confessing so, when you're talking about your own sins, it's gossip yeah. when you're talking about someone else's sins. Exactly. <laughs>
0: So it's like, hey, this is ended. We're really sorry, but we're not going to get into the details. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And then when they come up going, I want the details. I'm not yeah. going to give it to
1: you. Yeah, Unfo- unfortunately, my, um, my pastor has had to do that in, in the last couple of years um, recently. And um, he's done, and the whole staff, I think, a fantastic job of handling it uh, with class, with love and integrity um, for both. Um, the people that were leaving and the in the church, yeah. so that like I just it happened twice, and both times I was like, "Hey, I'm just thankful for how you guys have handled this and really set um, the body up for success." Yeah. So, yeah. Remember I salted at the yeah. beginning. Oh, of the you want to do that now? Feels like we're getting to that place. Yeah. So I mean, do is you, it too quick? I don't think so. I mean, we've we're kind of we've kind of wrapped it up. On, on how to
0: yeah I mean you got to be honest be straightforward and stick to the boundaries you know and we there's probably a whole other show that could have been done on you know when when marriages end because
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot of the risk factors for kids are after the divorce because the parents are still killing each other And so they don't have good closure either
1: not literally killing each no,
0: other no but you know what I mean verbally yeah. and emotionally and all that kind of junk.
1: Yes, so I uh, so the big the big surprise and the big news surprise hey is, is this is my last show with Smalley Marriage Radio
0: it is and Seth and I are in the studio together mm-hmm. and we're both staring at each other holding now hands. now we're holding hands
1: and so that's one
0: of those things that's you know that's awkward which is now why I said at the beginning only Seth would choose this topic. <laughs> It's true. I, I was actually able to choose whatever I wanted. <laughs> I know, and I wanted. To, I've wanted to honor you throughout the entire. I wanted to honor you throughout the entire process. Sorry, Seth is saying to do things.
1: Yes. I uh, so as many of you know, um, since I am the producer and co-host, uh, I would handle a lot of the audio and technical side of things, and so today has been training. Yes. For uh, for Michael. It has, and actually, just now there was something that a I'd learning, forgotten to push a button—a yeah, growth opportunity. Yeah. Got to mute that music, for Michael. So it's been a, a great man three yes. years has I it
0: think been? pretty much. Feels like about three years,
1: Somewhere around there. Yeah, that all started with uh, us hanging out, a cry with, for help with our mutual friend. Yeah, and you're like, hey, you can come check this out. This podcast to do make my audio sound better. Yeah. And then I get there, and and he was like, "Hey, I might as well just interview you while I'm here.
0: See how professional I am." Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I was so nervous at that first one. Really? Yeah. So so I was like, "What am I going to talk about that like has any like significance in marriage?" And I had just been married. That's right. Like six months? No, No. two years. Two years. years, Yeah, yeah. Uh, two years before. And um, yeah, it was a good time. I know. It's been a great time.
0: Well, and I had been doing the podcast just alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, every once in a while, I'd try to figure out how to interview someone, and that was always a disaster. <laughs> One of my first ever, yeah, my, device, my computer crashed, so I lost the entire recording. And <laughs> Super. Fantastic. Yeah, it was lovely. And so, I know. And there, I, I mean, really, I think we knew that first show. Like, yeah. the chemistry was instant.
1: Yeah, and it was by i just remember within the first like 10 minutes um even maybe even sooner of of that show i was completely calm again and like this is fun this is and like we are
0: just chatting right Cause maybe we- that's how professional and talented i am
1: <laughs> maybe maybe that was it? It? could that, <laughs> that be the official I think, memory i think that's what it is and i will seal that as the official <laughs> memory is because of your professional talent <laughs> i know
0: and it and it stinks and so uh you know this had to come to an end because mm-hmm. of a lot of really wicked sin in Seth's life, <laughs> so, I mean, so we're much talking weakness. messed up stuff that if it ever got out, and you were oh, still my, my co-host,
1: yeah, it would ruin. I you.
0: would be hung,
1: and that's what we're worried about.
0: Yeah, I don't even think people would try to hang you. No, no, because they'd be like, uh, "Don't touch that guy; he's
1: evil." But that's Molly guy, but that other dude needs
0: to die. For Guilt the other by guy. association. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so what stinks is, and, and to be clear for everyone, we're. This has run its course mm-hmm. and no hard feelings. I mean, you might be
1: bitter and angry towards me. No, I mean, not at the moment. Yeah. That, that'll come. That might come. And then maybe we'll have a conversation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we are modeling
0: right now how to have good closure. And I was going to ask, like, any of your favorite memories so that we could reflect for a
1: Ten seconds. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, having okay, that was awesome. Our good friend Casey on the show when he did. froze up and we had to start the show over. My favorite part was remember he kept
0: he had his you know left hand out and he kept pointing with his index finger to his palm mm-hmm. and you and I were looking like what and he's like doing this we're like okay dude what you needed to pause we got to start over like we record live bro
1: <laughs> yeah so to date I think that's the only show that we've stopped I think you're right and then started again.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. And we did almost 200. Yeah. Can you believe that?
1: It's crazy. But that, that I don't one... know if
0: any of it was helpful.
1: <laughs> right. But hey, we had a good time. Also, actually, the show that we had uh, both our wives on with us and the four of us, ah, I thought was that was nice. really fun. And that's we often like... one that I share like with friends that are like, oh, you like you're a part of a podcast, and especially if they know Shauna as well. Cause then, you know, they have two people they know yeah. on there and they tend to really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, anytime we can get our wives involved, I enjoy It's that. positive. Yeah. I mean, I think most people are excited. Like, oh, finally, there's some wisdom. I know. In <laughs> Maybe they'll
0: be more focused, mm-hmm. which they both kind of force. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so true. Well, all I can say is this has been an incredible journey. It really has yeah. been. Uh, and a blessing. And, you know, I feel like when we listen to other podcasts out there, I'm like, they stink. Comparatively, like sound quality and then just... I mean, maybe some of them are as fun, but no one had more fun.
1: It's true. I don't think no one has more fun than we do. No.
0: So I want to thank you, because a lot of this you did is a total sacrifice.
1: Hey, my pleasure.
0: A complete sacrifice. So I want to make sure you hear that and that the listening audience hears it, who hopefully stayed in through the whole thing to get to this point.
1: Now, is it appropriate that I'm now going to pitch my new podcast? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really funny. Johnson Mary's radio. The next week I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute the number
0: 1 marriage <laughs> podcast on the interwide web. How, Seth Johnson.
1: How funny it'd be Lies. if i started that and fun. then you were my co-host. Uh, <laughs> and it was just, I would do it. <laughs> totally was. So
0: funny. I would completely do that. So it has though, my friend. It has been a blessing and hopefully you'll still come over to my cookout parties. Mhm. Now, doesn't look like he's coming over. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, don't make this more awkward than hey, it needs
1: to be. I'll sit in your jacuzzi anytime." That's a deal. We can do that.
0: <laughs> so, in honor of Seth, I am not going to do our normal things to close this, but I will give you the mic. Oh, I'm so putting you on. Right now, I hope you're just as nervous as you were the first day I asked you to do the podcast.
1: I'll just leave leave awkward silence if
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm going to leave the mic for Seth and you
1: get to say the final word on this show. Wow. Well, listeners, thanks for listening to Smalley Marriage Radio. It has been a pleasure to be the co-host for these last couple of years, and I hope that you continue to subscribe and listen and pursue building a better relationship for you and your families. I'm out.
0: from a me buy the specters that we had to see Yeah, I